0: It says it's working, it says it's okay. connected, and it recognizes it. You sound um, fine to me. If it still sounds terrible, I mean, I can just try to get a new headset.
1: No, you sound okay. Yeah. Well, you sound
2: a little snarky.
3: I'm not going to lie.
0: That's probably the headset. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah, stop you, getting your
3: snarky sh- brand headset. I know. <laughs> Turn down the snarky volume.
1: Your snarky filter's not working.
3: <laughs> okay, now it seems like it's working. Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser known films in detail. So there'll be spoilers. I'm Steve. I'm Kevin and Patrick.
1: (laughs) I'm Nate. I'm Tom and I'm only myself.
3: (laughs) And is Brian here?
4: I am, but I have nothing to contribute.
3: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, uh, this podcast, uh, I got the pick for the theme, and uh, I decided there's nothing better than a color theme, so I went with green. And horrible color. (laughs) uh, And to to go with that theme, I chose Green Room from writer director Jeremy. Is it Sandier? So how do you pronounce his last name? Anybody know? Saulnier. 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 Okay. I've never actually heard it said out loud. Yeah, I haven't either. But
1: I but I've been saying Saulnier.
3: Saulnier. Okay. Everyone just
0: calls him Jeremy. He's fine with it.
3: Okay, that that's good. Uh sure. This sure. is the I believe the last movie Anton Yelchin filmed. Uh,
1: it's the last one that was released before his death. He's, okay. Yeah, yeah. I had a few. Come out after that,
3: okay? Uh, and starring Anton Yelchin, Imogen Poots, uh, Aaliyah Shawcat, and uh, a bunch of other people, um, like Patrick Stewart. Like Patrick Stewart. I'm so mad at Patrick Stewart. So uh, really, we'll get, we'll get into that. I think I've talked about it several times, but I'm, I need to talk about it again. Okay. Um, so yeah, Patrick Stewart's in it. Whatever. Uh, and the basic premise is there's a punk rock band. They go play a gig because they need some money, and then they have to wait around in the green room for a little bit. That's about it. So, uh, um,
1: some, Except that their gig is at a neo-Nazi underground bar.
3: Yeah, so basically America at this point.
1: Um, uh, Portland. That was
3: <laughs> uh, the
0: accusation made in the movie.
3: Yeah, that's true. So uh, things, things kind of get out of hand uh, when they, they really don't do anything. They witness a murder. And they, they, uh, the owner of the, the underground bar, sort of punk bar, uh, has to try to figure out how to get rid of witnesses.
0: And he does it by making more murder. Because then there's less... Oh,
3: no. So I'm going to actually... I'm going to turn to Kevin. Cause, and the reason is, I watched this, and okay. after I watched it, I was like, this movie is made for Kevin. I don't know, something about it made me think, <laughs> like, this movie is the perfect movie for Kevin.
0: Was it the neo Nazis or the attack? No, it's just
3: then? it's it's enough of a thriller. It has enough gore, but it's not overly gory. It has Patrick Stewart, so his wife can watch it with him because she's in love. With Patrick oh, I'm sure Stewart. she'd love watching oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart in this. Yeah, yeah. I can this ruin what... her image of Patrick Stewart, oh, yeah. thereby getting back at Patrick Stewart. It's just kind of perfect.
2: I did really enjoy this movie. Um, the only really negative thing I have to say about it is. The, I think we call this like a, a bottle episode. It was in such a, mm-hmm. a small, confined location. And not that it needed to be any bigger. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, it seemed. what I love about it. It seemed incomplete, I think, because of that, in my mind. I mean, you get a little bit of the, the backstory of the band, you know, the first five minutes as they're, you know, coming up with this gig, and and they get it from that uh, producer with a mohawk, wannabe producer. Yeah. Um, and he gets his, uh, was it his actual cousin, or was it just a good friend that he called his cousin? Doesn't matter, really. Yeah, I think... Gets him the gig, and, and they go through all that shit. Uh, and they know
3: exactly what they're walking into, too, that it's a... Neo yeah, they kn- It's not and, a surprise or anything. Right,
2: and I, I think they did the perfect thing by opening up with, the, uh, I forget the name of the song, it was like, Fuck the Nazis or yeah. something like that. I thought that was perfect because they're setting the stage, they're like, look, we know the stereotype for this group is animosity, anarchy, anger, uh, you know, all these things. So we're just going to completely absorb that and throw it right back in your face mm-hmm. And say screw you, and then they went on and still had a good, you know, a good show. Um, I did really enjoy it. It
0: was really I, about bringing different opinions together. <laughs> really, uh,
2: I, I, You're right. The, the gore of his hand yeah. getting oh, mostly was mutilated awful. was good. The the dog eviscerating that guy's throat <laughs> was wonderful. Um, I, I stepped out of the room when the uh, the
3: Nazism was eh. Oh
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I stepped out of the room when the girl in the band died, so I didn't see how she died. But I figured she got shot or something. I don't know. Um,
0: dog again? Yeah, this is a dog.
2: Are, okay, yeah, same. Uh, the the acting. I mean, it was great to see Patrick Stewart in a completely non or, or atypical role for him.
3: Has he ever played a villain before?
2: Oh, I'm sure he has.
0: Uh, I
1: mean, yeah, and probably in Shakespeare. Yeah, but he, in like he was a, a villain movie. in Conspiracy Theory and. Um, I don't remember that, okay. But other had, than the 90s movie that came out.
2: I just don't ever remember him playing a villain. I think he strikes me as one of those actors where he he enjoys playing you know positive good influential people yeah. but the few times that they get to play the villain they just nail it yeah because they've been uh, i think it like they're they're storing up all that emotion and then they just unleash it and this you know these one or two roles and they just knock it out of the park um so i i really enjoyed it i was looking at this going, okay it'll be an all right movie it was a really good movie
3: uh tom
1: yeah am i the only one who'd seen this before
3: I had seen. No, I had I hadn't seen. I've had been wanting to watch it for a long time. Oh, okay. So, this is my excuse to get myself to watch it.
1: It's kind of weird for me. It's it's like it's my kind of movie because I like these bottle like everyone was talking about these bottle stories where characters are just isolated uh in this one location. They're hard um, to do.
0: They're hard to do well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when they're done well, I really really enjoy them. Um on the other hand, I'm not big on gore, but I had I had actually already seen this director's previous film, which we'll be talking about on our next podcast, uh, Blue Ruin. And uh, I, I'm really impressed by this guy's skill because um, he he directs these really like down and dirty movies, but they're not ugly to look at. Um, like he's, he's a, he he really shoots these things well and he knows how to build the suspense. And um, anyway, so I'm, I'm actually glad I rewatched this. Because I thought, and I know we're not doing grace to so the end. I thought if I rewatched it, it might knock me up from a B to an A. So um, I'll hold that till the end. But uh, yeah, I, this is a, a really great, just basic thriller. And I mean, making the villains, you know, an underground neo-Nazi ring out in the middle of the woods, you know, is instead of like you know just your general like redneck, yeah, uh, or hillbilly, you know, cannibals or whatever. <laughs> It's a nice yeah, change of they've, pace. I don't they've know.
0: had a rough kind of few years, those hillbilly cannibals. We really
1: should be nice. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, and what's what I found interesting is it's not even really about the Nazi part of it. Like, they yeah. just happen to be Nazis, right? Yeah. Well,
1: but, a lot of it's very, and, and this is another thing I really liked about it, is a lot of it is very specific to Nazi culture um, yeah. in America. The, the red laces and the um, vernacular that they use is really interesting and it it gives it, I don't know how much they must've done a lot of research, Mm -hmm. which must've been terrifying, but um, (laughs) it, it gives it a, I mean, it seems really authentic, which makes, which makes it scarier.
3: None of the events in the movies are because they're not, you know what I mean? It's not, nothing's racially motivated. There's nothing. Right. It's just that they're murderers. And the worst one is the one that you said, like, he releases all this emotion, but he's the least emotional yeah. out of everybody. He's so cold and calculating, yeah. and just like a manager. Yeah. And yeah. it, it, that's made him even more terrifying
2: to It's when you don't know, if you see somebody get loud and get angry, yeah. you know the level they're at. When they don't release like that, when when they're not emoting so furiously, it's even more scarier because you don't know how far
3: they're going to take it. And even some yeah, of the conversations he has with them through the door seem very reasonable, like psychopathically reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know what Steve's beef is with Patrick Stewart, but I thought this was a great turn for him.
3: Yeah, I think he's just pure jealousy. He has a better bald head. <laughs> uh, Nate, true, he does have a better bald head. I don't know if anyone, <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with this. Anyone can beat that bald head.
0: Um. Yeah, I found this. This is a. Uh, a fascinating film to me. I, uh, I I didn't really know what to expect, um, and it had been kind of described as like a horror movie. Um, it's horrific, but I don't know if I would call it a horror movie. Um, but then I don't know what to call it. But I think it's more,
1: it's more horror in tone than yeah actual content
0: than in genre. Yeah. Um, you're 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 right. I think it's with this this bottle episode. I think what's impressive about this director about Salnier is that what he. How he manages to keep that tension going and bring in surprises. It's really hard to be surprising with uh, bottle episodes. Mm-hmm. you know um, it's really hard to show characters making good and bad decisions and show the consequences of that. And he manages to keep mystery around this. You don't know what's going to happen next. and but he's not like withholding it in a weird way. he's he's pushing it forward naturally um characters change they grow it's which makes you care for them more when they're lost when they die mm-hmm. and it's sudden and exacting and vicious um some of the, the the beginning is a little um i mean these guys are a punk band they're a bunch of punks you know being semi-pretentious in their mm-hmm. <laughs> they're their, 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 like interview yeah. right like I like, you know, we just can't get involved with social media because then like, then like the buzz I love is the, uh,
1: pick your yeah. island band. The pick uh, your island band. And, uh, yeah. yeah. This actually has, has a really good sense of humor. even though Yeah. It's dark.
0: Well, and then it gets, right. And, and that's the, the end line, right? Like, I think I finally chose my, aunt, and she's like, tell someone who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it ends where, yeah, where it kind of like undercuts that this isn't going to be some sort of theme that flows through this movie. Of like the importance of your island band, um, and so I was I was fascinated by it. I, I mean, I think the performances are great. I, I I think it's just it's a really really taut sort of thriller because it is it's it's scary um, in a different way than horror movies can be.
3: Yeah, and I like you said about the surprises. There, I I kind of fig- Anton Yelchin's probably the biggest star out of the band members. Right. right so i kind of figured that he was going to be the one that survived but that that moment after he sticks his arm out the door and they slice it to shit yeah that was shocking yeah i was like well maybe it's not going to be him i didn't think would. Yeah. and that then he kind of by injuring him first then you start quite well maybe maybe that's not the way this is going to go so he sort of subverts that even that sort of meta viewing that you generally have when you're watching a movie
0: right he hurts his lead instantly yeah and that makes you you realize that everybody's vulnerable and then he can keep his lead yeah. it's yeah. it's smart it's really smart
3: yeah and he he kind of he does that thing where he kind of gives you a little bit of hope and then it takes it away and gives you a little bit of hope when the the one guy says i i'm, I'm here i'm just going to try to help you out and he takes him out they go to the phone and all of a sudden just shock under the face yeah. he's just done oh my yeah. god i i was what the hell oh you know yeah. i was so invested at that point the
0: feedback gets rid of the dogs yeah right? right and you get these little moments of but they've just lost two of their friends you know yeah quickly too that was kind of right. shocking
2: yeah I, yeah I figured you know okay maybe one of them would die yeah you know and three of them would make it out but
0: no mm-hmm. and they're right back in the room and, and you feel like they haven't progressed and so i think what's brilliant about that move is now we feel like them we continue to feel trapped in this movie but wanting them to get out, and I think that's yeah. a really hard balance. But he manages to achieve it because they keep pushing forward, getting knocked back, pushing forward, getting knocked back. That when they finally do escape, and then make that decision to go hunt them down, yeah, it's brilliant. It's 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 wonderful because I'm right there with them when they're they're gonna go to the compound. I'm like, hell yeah, go get them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, don't just wander away down the road.
1: I mean, and that's a trope, but this movie does it really well. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't, that's, it's, like, that's actually it's a horror trope is what it is. That's why I think this works works as a horror movie, even though there's nothing specifically horror about it, you know, as far as genre goes.
2: Some people might put Nazis kind of as a horror. <laughs> I
1: mean, in this kind yeah, of Yeah, but sense. horror generally, right. you know, it's more of a paranormal or supernatural. I was going to say,
0: the only thing is there's no supernatural element. the The bad guys aren't invincible, right? They're not yeah. Jason or somebody who can't be right. taken out. I don't know. Coke them up,
2: and they're good to go. (laughs) And that's Steve. To your point you'd made earlier, I think that's like you said, it didn't have to be Nazis. It could have been, you know, rednecks. It could Mm -hmm. have been, um, it could have been a, a gang in any one of the inner cities. I mean, the underlying thing to them was, hey, you know, we're we're dealing drugs, and we can get caught. Yeah. And you know, there was a murder, and we could get caught. It didn't matter who it was prior to that.
3: This was a little too gory for me. The the gore that it did show was very realistic. You didn't like the duct tape on the open wound? Oh my god. <laughs> I all I, I can think box, is like I want the box
1: cutter to the stomach?
3: Oh yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it just cut so cleanly.
4: Oh
3: my that god! Was yeah. yeah, it was the the gore was <laughs> was wasn't a lot, but it was realistic enough to where yeah, I had was... a really hard time. Uh <laughs> So that – and at the beginning, I was like, oh, no, this is going to turn into torture porn kind of thing. And I was nervous about that. But wait for next month. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: but all the violence served a purpose, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, None of it was gratuitous. Like I said, I don't like gore either, but this kind of gore film works for me because it's – what you see serves a purpose. It's not just over the top, you know, as much blood as possible.
3: Um, okay, so why don't we go ahead with grades now? I'll just go in the same order. Start with Kevin. Uh, I'm going to give it an A. Okay. Tom? Yes? I think you were after <laughs> Kevin, right? <laughs> you were getting knocked
2: up, I believe, is what you said.
1: <laughs> yes, I was getting knocked up. Yeah, Yeah, I am glad I rewatched this. It did. It knocked it up to an A for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Congratulations. I thought I wouldn't cry. But I'm just so happy, Tom. <laughs>
3: Who's the father? <laughs> if it's Patrick Stewart, you win. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I just, missed something somewhere. He's just cloning
0: himself. Uh, Nate, uh, I'm also giving this an A. I think this is this is an outstanding film. Oh, here, text Patrick. We don't necessarily there's, need it now. There's something about a really good thriller that is just. I was thinking watching because a lot of these movies that we watched were thrillers. Yeah. Uh, these that I was thinking about just as a genre. Um, how that can really be movie-making at its best.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's particularly innovative or, you know, sort of like, wow, this is a completely new approach to, you know, something. But at the same time, it's just so well done, so solid. It's
0: refreshing to see that that a good movie can still be made. It's refreshing to just see yeah. that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, despite Patrick Stewart's slight against me, uh, I am also going to give it an A.
1: What is his sliding issue that he just Yeah, wasn't, what's your beef? He <laughs> was he wasn't this upstanding hero.
3: No. He no, no, it has nothing to do with the movie. Okay. So, I went to Comic-Con oh, to see sure him. Uh,
1: no. And okay. I waited
3: in line and waited in line and then he bailed at the last minute and because of that, that threw off my entire schedule so I wasn't able to see anything all day at Comic-Con because of him. <laughs> So he ruined my day at yeah. New York Comic Con. Oh, that's hilarious. Maybe he had an emergency. Man. I don't care. <laughs> he had an obligation. Damn it. Maybe he had a. Monthly and now I figure he me. owes at least owes me dinner. And Until well, I get my dinner, I, I'm going to be pissed at him.
0: People wonder why William Shatner won't talk to fans in public ever. I can't. <laughs> I <know. laughs>
3: yeah. I'm sure he's a great. He seems like a understand. great guy, but I'm still pissed at him. That's Especially funny. <laughs>
0: Doesn't exist to entertain you, Steve.
3: When when he's at Comic Con, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, and he's getting. Paid did they for like? It.
0: Did yeah. did they like bring it on a replacement? Like I
3: feel like. Yeah, guess who they brought out as a replacement? Jonathan uh, Frakes. Did... That's bullshit. <laughs> they brought Jonathan Frakes <laughs> to replace no. him. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, I was gonna. I was that's...
0: thinking. Of course they would. Of
3: course. <laughs> that's, that, <alright>. that's some <laughs> bullshit right there. Who's Jonathan? He's number Frakes? one. Number one. Oh seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing against Jonathan Frakes. He's actually a decent I director. think you have something yeah, against Jonathan Frakes. I think you Patrick have Jonathan Stewart. Frakes All of them
1: by default, yeah. <laughs> at least it wasn't uh, the dude from the A team. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: That would have been kind of cool. That would have been better. No, I mean, it wasn't. Because at least no. the, there's two things you talk
1: about. Dwight Schultz, Mad Dog Murdoch. Yeah. Uh, uh, Goldberg. Patrick
3: Stewart, yeah. if you ever listen to this, if you owe me dinner, we'll call it, or if you buy me dinner, we'll call it even. You know, give him an A plus.
4: Make sure to add Patrick Stewart when we yeah. post this podcast
3: on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll we'll tweet it directly at him. Okay. Um Okay, so that gives me a for gold now. star for now until Patrick ruins it. That gives me a gold star.
4: <laughs> so Brian, you didn't watch anything? Brian's still here? Correct. I haven't watched Nothing. a single thing. I am I am sitting here. This is background noise for me right now as I'm doing other stuff. <laughs> you know, our voices just comfort you. Just <laughs> That's the case. It's it's better than silence.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I think I saw that review on like uh, iTunes about us. It's better than silence.
3: (laughs) Three stars.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Third cinema. Yeah, that should should be our
3: uh, Our
2: tagline. Our tagline, better
0: than silence. Hey.
2: (laughs) That is kind of the new marketing
3: right now. Self-deprecating humor. Yeah. (laughs) And next we're going to talk about the pairing for this, using the theme green, uh, a place beyond the pines. And Kevin explained to you, can explain to you why that fits the theme of green. Of course.
1: Pines. Yeah. They're an evergreen tree.
3: I just wanted Kevin to have to explain it. All
2: right, welcome back. So Patrick couldn't make it for the podcast to review his movie. So I will graciously take it. pulled his- a Kevin. It- so
0: ironically we have Kevin.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, that's perfect. Let's see full circle here. Hold on, we're doing a Lion King thing. So um, Place Beyond the Pines was the pairing to the theme of green. And, and if I remember correctly, he said, well, pine trees are green. So this is what I'm picking. Uh, which is. Yeah. We, we've all done shit like that in the past. No big deal. Never. I would never yeah, I stoop so low. Yeah. no Lower. So The Place <laughs> Beyond the Pines, for those that haven't seen it, uh, it stars Bradley Cooper, Ryan Gosling, Eva Mendes, uh, and a, a pretty good cast, actually. Um, Ray Liotta. And I didn't realize, though, it's uh, 2012. I thought it was more recent uh synopsis, Ryan Gosling's character uh, kind of grew up without a father figure, wound up uh, traveling carny. Uh, it was in the uh, the death cage in the motorcycle, um, and he would do this, and comes to find out as he's going from town to town that one of the towns he had previously been in, uh, one of the girls he hooked up with the last season, I think, the last year they went through, um, wound up getting pregnant, having a son, and he finds out he's got a son. And one of the things I thought was interesting uh, and I didn't expect was that he just stopped traveling with the the carnival. And he said, mm-hmm. "You know what? I'm going to do what a dad is supposed to do. I'm going to take care of my son. I'm going to provide for him. I'm going to provide for his mother. I'm going to do it in the shittiest way possible, but I'm going to do it." <laughs> yeah. Uh and and the story stories slowly very very slowly unfold. <laughs> Um, now I have a rough idea of how Stephen feels about this. So, uh, Nate, what was your impression of the film?
0: Um, we did a Blue Valentine on the podcast a while ago, back when we were still dragging Natasha onto the podcast because, <laughs> because why not? <laughs> and um, and it was it was the same director. I, interesting enough, if anyone has IMDb near you, go look up Derek. I don't know I don't know how to say his name. Derek uh, in France.
1: Is it a soft sea, hard sea? I've been saying Sean France but I'm not
0: Sean France
1: I have no idea if that's correct.
0: If if you look at his picture he literally looks like a poor man's Ryan Gosling. And I feel like he just <laughs> cast Ryan Gosling. Look at him. And it's just he's just oh, like wow. that's yeah. what I would look like he's handsome. So yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe he was like the second born twin to Ryan. Gosselin. He was the second born. T- I mean look,
0: it's crazy when you look at him.
1: But um yeah.
0: But is uh, the problem that I think we had with Blue Valentine was it was so... The char- characters like never made good decisions. And they were constantly destructive to each other. And it was, it was this really long, slow burn that wasn't entertaining. That was just depressing and gut-wrenching in all the wrong ways.
3: I thought it was... Well, that was the problem
0: you had with it. Yeah. That was the problem I had with it. That was the problem that I, I, I had with it. Is oh, nobody... I thought you were talking about this movie, sorry. <laughs> um but I and I will say that I'm also in a lot of ways talking about this movie. I think this movie improves a a, a little bit. There are some more filmic qualities, you know, there there're these bank heists, but I, I, I none of the characters in here I struggle with are really compelling in some ways they aren't sympathetic with with a few exceptions. Like I, I feel really really bad for Eva Mendez's character. Yeah. Um I just feel like she is just God. And initially, I feel bad for Bradley Cooper. I hate Bradley Cooper's son, his actual oh son. God. I was I was actually angry at the end of the movie when he was still alive,
1: which is <laughs> just
0: like, when he was like, what has happened to my son? I was like, no one cares.
1: No one cares what yeah. has happened once, to your son. Once I realized the uh, the structure of the film, like by the time you get to the third, third, uh, you understand <laughs> what this movie is doing, right? Yeah, Um right. But I was like – I texted Steve. I was like, so does the last third of this movie just follow this mumbly kid around like for 45 minutes? Thankfully, that wasn't exactly what it was. But Well, and then his – Because he was awful.
0: Yeah, and there's a reason that Dane DeHane is still acting and the other kid isn't. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he is still acting, but I'm not going to watch you anything. Guy who sounds like he's from Long Island. And...
1: Hey, what? hey, oh, oh,
0: hey. i said sounds (laughs) like he's from long island yeah he sounds like
1: he's from long island if he also had a head injury right yeah it it sounds like he's trying to be from long island and that's the frustrating thing
2: and and i i kind of i I had similar feelings i couldn't stand the sun and i kept trying to tell myself it's just the acting it's really bad acting
0: when i i think it's all supposed to be like oh he he had an absentee dad who wasn't there for him but there was a part of it was like just leave the kid in prison and like, the, at no point did I, I like, care. I don't get it, though, because if they're
2: both – and to kind of jump ahead in the movie, if these kids are in Scotia, if they're in Schenectady, if they're in Albany, they don't sound like that. Yeah. If they grow well, up they, in Troy, they, kind of, they don't sound like that. They kind of
3: point that out at one point, right? He says, why do you sound like you're from – he asks him, oh, why do you sound like from you're from Long Island? Oh, I, I missed And that. he's like, I don't know. This is how I talk. <laughs> yeah. So – Actually, like, this is uh. I suck. Yeah. I wonder if Derek in oh. France
0: was like tried to get him to do different like accents. He's like, this is, so tough. This is what I do. It sounded like an idiot.
1: Yeah, and he was like, we only
0: we'll got a few more days ox. to shoot.
1: Let's live with he, sad, he sounds like um, <laughs> he sounds like Rocky Balboa after losing a fight. Yeah, that was yeah.
0: horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some. I mean, there are interesting points in this movie. I was uh, surprised when like Ryan Gosling dies. And yes. yes. Yeah.
1: It's like, I was well, like, "What is this movie doing?"
0: Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, and then and and then and then the movie literally pit, pivots to another character and yeah. follows a whole another story. I, I I was somewhat happy with that because I because Ryan Gosling's character is absolutely awful. Actually, I, I I agree with Kevin when you said it's a good thing that he decides to do the right thing and stay for his child. But then when he keeps uh, approaching Rowena, when he beats um, yeah, what is Mahershala Ali's? um Coffee. And he hits Kofi. Yeah,
3: with a
1: wrench.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with the wrench, and 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 you you are you're just sitting there like, dude, get out of the house, like you know, leave the crib on the deck and walk away. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and and at some point, I I I get the sense that we're supposed to feel for him because he's trying to be a dad, and oh gosh, he just can't make the right decision.
1: But I was I, sympathetic up until that moment where he just flat out hits him in the head with the wrench. Yeah. Like, okay, you are like a violent criminal waiting to happen. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done with you at this point.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I mean that chase scene with the motorcycle, that was awesome.
1: Was, that was great.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, and, I've and, never seen yeah. anything, a chasing shot like that. It was awesome. And as I was watching, I was like, this is like kind of like cops or one of those shows.
3: Yeah. And then
1: I read, I read after that, that he was like trying to emulate that kind of style, that dash cam, you know, from, from the car. Right. And it's all in one shot. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that was really impressive.
0: Yeah, that that there, there's some moments in here that I really enjoy. Um, when you kind of break a movie up like this, it's going to have strong acts and weak acts. I actually think, like, in some ways, Bradley Cooper's whole part is a lot more interesting
4: with yeah. him
0: having to make moral decisions with Ray Liotta's cop, um, him struggling with the fact that he, he's now orphaned this child, which I think could really be saved if he realized that, like... Um, Oh, he'd actually, he might actually grow up with a good mom and dad. Like you, you, you killed the jerk dad. I feel like someone just needs to take him to the side and be like, it'll be okay. Kofi's going to be a good dad for him. Yeah, Cause they have that fun, that one funny scene when he turns to, um, Dane DeHaan and he's like, I am your father. Like
1: that—that
0: <laughs> that is great.
1: I know? like that. I like that. They made him a good dad. And yeah. Not, yeah. Like, not like the jerk stepdad.
0: Yeah. But he's, he's a good guy, you know. So that act, I really enjoyed, and I was fascinated by it pivoting. But I still find, but then at the end, he then becomes a you know absent. But then he becomes an absentee father, mm-hmm. right?
3: Because of his now, ambition.
0: Yeah, because of his ambition, and now again, I'm left wondering, like, which character am I supposed to even care about? Yeah.
3: So what's what's the thematic element that joins the three acts? Let's try
0: well, i was trying to figure mean, this
3: out. I mean, fatherhood's kind of part of it, but it's not. I don't feel like that is a strong enough theme in this movie to join all three acts. I think it
2: tried to start as a a, a debate of nature over nurture.
3: Yeah, privilege—a question about privilege—and right, yeah.
2: I, I think, and in the end, in the last scene, they show you the. But then, the how sun. does the middle
3: segment fit into that idea? Does
2: oh, I don't think the me? middle segment fits at all. Oh, okay. I mean, well. it, you needed something to bridge the gap in the two. Yeah. Um But one of the things that. Bugged the hell out of me as soon as you saw Bradley Cooper bust into the room and fire first. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going, what the fuck? He just, you know, it's, you don't. Uh, at that point, you don't know his whole backstory. You don't know his his dad's a judge and yada yada yada. He's a lawyer or has a law degree. Um, and he gets away with it. Yeah. He gets wrong. Gosling's
0: character's holding a gun. It's a tense situation. Yeah, but he still shouldn't have fired
2: first, right? right? He was not the he gun was the pointed at him. The guy was on the phone. He busts into the room and fires. Yeah. He committed murder.
3: And he tells them he that he he shot. He raised the gun at him. Yeah. Which he doesn't do. So he clearly knew he was wrong. He lied to the attorney. And and you see
2: him fight this battle internally. Yeah. For a while. So I I thought. Yeah, he but was... you got to
1: put yourself in that scenario. You bust in. You see a guy holding a gun. Do you take a chance?
0: A guy who's just robbed a bank. Who's running and, and taken hostages. Yeah, yeah. There, it's
3: not a question yeah. of whether he did the right thing in that moment. It's, right, he he felt he did the wrong thing. You could tell by the way he responded oh, to the questions, right? That's true. So I
0: think that that's, in the, that's in his performance. Yeah.
3: yeah, he did the wrong thing, so then um, he's committed. Uh, he's basically murdered. That's why he feels so guilty about taking this guy away from his kid is because the guy wasn't actually raising his gun. He just had a phone, so right. it, did I do the right thing? Did I, you know... All that stuff. All right. So that's where, you know, he's able to get away with this stuff because of his privilege. Get away with this, you know, murdering somebody because of his privilege.
2: That's I Because of, of choices that he's made and, and those things that tell you about his character, I have zero remorse for the asshole that his son is because yeah. he's just like his dad. Yeah. I mean, he, his dad may not have done drugs, but his dad felt that he was above the law.
1: I think it's a little more complicated than that.
0: Well, that's yeah, because he also tries. To, he also, you know, has the tough spot that he's put in with the corruption, and what decision does he make? And
1: yeah, he actually and he tries to make good.
0: Yeah, he tries to make good there. He actually does turn the corruption in. Now he mm-hmm. uses it also for political gain.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: And when he so when he starts doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, right? Then then he starts to become then he starts to become corrupted in a different way. I do think that third act just kind of – it also kind of falls apart because it does feel somewhat telegraphed. You know that these two children are going to have to meet. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they just start, you know, let's go get drugs. (laughs) Um,
2: Okay. Well, uh, unless anybody else has anything they'd like to add. We can go around the room and give grades. Uh, Nate? Despite all my anger, I'm I'm
0: giving this. This is – I would say this is better than Blue Valentine, but I believe that's actually the same grade I gave Blue Valentine.
1: Tom, I'm giving it a B. Hmm. I I was uh I wasn't my biggest problem with it, it. was not the structure. Once I understood what that was, I actually thought it was interesting. Okay, um, an interesting way to tell um, multi generational story, um, and just how like the sins of the father affect the son and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest problem was that I was bored for a lot of it because I didn't. I wasn't invested in the characters as characters. Like the story was interesting, but the characters weren't really that interesting to me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did like Dane DeHaan, his performance and his character. That that was probably the best part of the movie for me, even though it, I had to endure the other kid.
2: Who's, uh, I forget his name. The, uh, the mechanic who started him on the bank robbing spree. Oh, and yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. He, was, he was good, yeah, too. Yeah, he was yeah, really he was, good. He was a very good character. I, I liked his character. It was simple. It was endearing. After seeing him be an asshole in so many films, yeah. it's nice yeah. to see him do this, even though this was
1: chronologically beforehand. Now, he's yeah. a great actor. He's yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, he usually plays a villain. But part of the problem was uh, when that scene after – uh, the kid goes out to meet him and ask about his father. I was really, really worried I was. that 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 was going to turn into like this guy's going to murder him for some reason. I, something about the way that scene was filmed, Damn. and maybe part of it is because Ben Mendelsohn plays that kind of character so much. But
2: yeah, yeah I got a creepy vibe from the way it was yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, and I'm going, oh please just just let this play out. Let him <laughs> ride his bike back home. We don't need another well, tangent and in this got, story. He kind of screwed him over before right. he died, right? So How? Uh, he, he screwed over uh, Ryan Gosling's character? No,
3: Ryan Gosling's character. Oh, no, Ryan Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, screwed right. him over a little bit. So. Took his
0: money. Yeah. yeah.
3: So he kind of – but he still – I thought he was just kind of a simple guy who yeah. you
2: know, had a, saw a good friend.
1: And he was, but yeah. something about the way those scenes were shot yeah. was <laughs> – yeah, I was really like, come into oh my no, trailer. Nobody's been yeah, something bad's going to happen. Here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Put the sunglasses on. Go ahead, put them on. Put them on. <laughs> come on. Just
2: stand there. Pose for the picture. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Steve. What great to give this family movie.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to give it a D. I wow. Um, I don't like these oh. kind of movies anyway, where it it's supposed to be more thematically. Movies like with Ryan Gosling, yeah. No, when it's supposed to be more thematically linked than, uh more than the story, when you do have a movie like this, the theme has to be kind of obvious right from the beginning. And it wasn't to me. Like, it switches to... What's his name? The cop? Uh, and, oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, oh it's this movie now. And then it switches to the kids. And you're like, oh, right. oh I guess it's this movie now. Yeah. And I wasn't... I'm still kind of confused about what the theme actually was. Well, honestly, the motivating some force... Running- What's that? The
1: motivating the motivating force in all three of those stories is um, Jason is Dane Dehan, you know who becomes Dane DeHaan's character later. Well, um, yeah. like that's Ryan Gosling's motivation, and then that's like the that's like the, the emotional through line of the second part with Bradley Cooper. It's his guilt over orphaning this, this kid, and then what that kid becomes. Yeah, yeah, I think I that's just,
3: interesting. I I didn't find I I felt like it was too separate the three separate parts the theme wasn't strong enough for me to to grab it while i was watching it and thinking back, i, I, I agree with kind that of pick some things but i feel like if i watched it again i wouldn't be like oh obviously this is the theme for the three parts i'd still be kind of like well it could be this it could be this and with this kind of movie i feel like the theme has to be sort of in your face hit you over the head kind of thing no i disagree with that. you're not allowed to disagree fine you can walk from new york <laughs>
0: I All think right. it should be discoverable.
1: Like, it should be... Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's... It's revealed over time. In bits think and pieces.
0: In, in bits and pieces, but, but I don't think it is... it should be obvious when you
3: get to the end. Yeah. At some point, it should be obvious to me. I don't think it's clear to throughout.
1: Me. Yeah. Well, I'm giving this movie
2: a C, and not for those reasons. For, for the <laughs> others I've already stated. So, yeah, with two Cs, a B and a D, that gives this movie a C...
0: Oh, okay. I've, I've got the movie questions up, and I've got kind of an interesting one. Okay. you guys would like to. Um, uh, so we're going to do uh, movie questions. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we like to call this game Movies Out of a Hat, Questions Out of a Lunchbox. Uh, if you don't know why we call it that, just go listen to every podcast we've ever done. We explain it somewhere in there. Um, essentially, what we're going to do is we are going to pair up some of the movies that we have watched with a random sort of fun question. Uh, we of. like to do this. Sort of fun. Sometimes they're really deep and intense. And sometimes uh, Nate wrote them. Yep. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean sometimes? <laughs> this is my contribution to culture. This is what I'll be remembered for. It'll be on my tombstone. Mm-hmm. He pulled movies out of a hat and questions out of a lunchbox. <laughs> um, so the question is, which character would you get a beer with? The Place Beyond the Pines.
1: Go.
3: Eva Mendes. Uh
1: it. Actually, Mahershala Ali, he seems like a cool guy. He does seem like a cool guy. Would you rather yeah, have was... a
3: beer with him or Eva Mendez? <laughs> Eva Mendes. Eva Mendez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on.
4: He Actually, does seem like a
3: cool guy. I'd hang out with him, but not over you know Eva what? Mendez.
4: Here's, here's why Mahershala Ali is probably the correct answer to this, and that is he would probably talk to you while you're having this beer with him, and not just sit there and ignore you silently while you're drinking that beer next to them. That's yeah. true. That's a good point.
0: Eva Mendes would be like, "Look, I was look. You got an hour left. You know, <laughs> this was a Comic Con thing. I get it. You're a fan, but let's uh, let's move on, okay?" Patrick Stewart says hello.
1: <laughs> she would just keep going. I will say, I like. I've never been super attracted to Ava Mendes, but she looked damn fine in this movie. She did, yeah. They- and actually, she gave a great performance, which mm-hmm. I was not mm-hmm. totally expecting.
0: Gosh, well, if uh, Eva Mendes is gone, and Maheshire Ali, I'm going to go um, Ben Mendelssohn's character, because I feel like it would just be like a regular sort of beer at a bar. But I, I also feel like he's got some stories. You know you get a few in him, and he'll start telling you about like bank robberies and stuff.
3: So... I, I opened movie questions and I have a different question, but I feel like the answers would be similar. So <laughs> the question is who from the cast would you make out with? And <laughs> <laughs> Eva <laughs> Mendez, uh, Tom would be Marshall Lee, and <laughs> Nate would be Ben Mendelssohn.
0: I got yeah, I mean that's salt and pepper hair, man. That's if that's where I gotta go. Doesn't
3: really change you know? it.
0: No, I mean, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to kiss Ryan Gosling because I'm just going to no. feel all self-conscious. I'm not going to kiss Bradley Cooper because I feel like he's going to tell me I'm doing it wrong. And then, <laughs> like, I feel like he's one of those kind of guys. He's just going to instruct me the whole time. I and mean, it's like, it should just be about emotion, Bradley. You know, it should be a moment between us. It should be natural. Um, same question. Which character would you have a beer with but for Green Room?
3: It's character, not person, right? Cause it's character, Patrick not Stewart not owes me a beer.
0: But do you want to have a beer with Nazi Patrick Stewart? No,
3: definitely not. Can I say no one?
2: <laughs> Is that an option? I think really, you can. I, yeah. There's nobody. I'm, you know what? I, I, I wouldn't like, want it to be Patrick Stewart's character because he would scare the fuck out of me. Excuse yeah. me. I, I just, it would. I, I wouldn't know what to expect if he, like, poison my drink or if one of his guys is going to shiv me in the neck while I'm taking a sip. And the kids from the band are all young, and and
3: I'm just like, eh. I don't know, Ollie, what is it, Ollie Shawkat? Is that her name? Yeah, Shawkat. Yeah, she's actually one of the more level-headed characters in the band. Like, I yeah. feel like she, they, the, the other ones pull some of that pretentious stuff, and she's just like, ah, Whatever. So right. she seems cool. And just in general, her she seems like an interesting person.
1: Well, I think Imogen Boots, despite her funny name, is gorgeous. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Even even with that stupid haircut, she's Yeah, that
2: was I know it was for the role, but oh that was such a bad hair choice. <laughs> I had a hard time looking at that the whole time. Why would you do that to your hair? You could have been so beautiful.
3: So once again, who would you make out with? Probably <laughs> same answers. Yes. No
2: one? I said no. Well, no, that changed things.
3: Imogen Poots? Yeah. You would? Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. It's the same answers.
3: Oh, yeah. And I'd probably pick Ollie Shockett over Imogen Poots. I actually think she's prettier. She's a redhead. You like redheads. She's not a redhead. Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a sucker for freckles. and She has the freckle thing yeah. going on. I'll take the dead chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. For the beer. <laughs> 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 for the beer. Type that in, Steve. Type that in. She, she wants to make out... With the dead chick, she <laughs> can't fight back.
0: Gosh, I'm glad you said that because I was gonna say Big Justin because he kind of looks like a couple.
3: awkward.
4: Can you just like really cut quick. that clip out and send it to me? I just want. <laughs> Every time Kevin sends me a text message, I just want that. I just want to return it. Dead chick. Yeah. I just want that to be the text tone. Every time Kevin sends me a text, oh, I want the dead chick. <laughs>
3: oh. oh, Oh. Oh.
2: Wow. Oh. 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 I'm crying. That's
0: hilarious.
1: <laughs> that scene where he's dragging her by the knife. Yeah. Oh. It's like how they? It's such a simple thing, but like, how did you? How do you shoot that? Yeah. yeah. I think it's not a real
3: knife.
0: Would <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> my guess. <laughs> Although we had
2: a, a similar shot in Blue Ruin when they were in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Just, just same
3: style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, same knife. <laughs> Could have been. Kevin but wants he... to make out with that person, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wade. Wade. Yeah, Wade. No, no, I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, t- tickling grosses him out,
3: but... <laughs> Necrophilia. Nickel- yeah, that yeah. right. yeah. makes life easier. <laughs> well, if, if they're fresh enough.
2: Uh, <laughs> Alright, what's the next movie question? <laughs>
0: Um, the next, the next movie question is: Who in this movie would Lee Marvin rise from the grave to what? <laughs> the Place Beyond the Pines. I think that's pretty obvious. I think Bradley Cooper's kid. Oh yeah, yeah I think,
3: absolutely. I think Without, Lee Marvin,
0: yeah, would have no problem just kicking that kid's ass. He may have him. already
3: done it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> that's why he does. He's not in any other movies. He's just like, you're done. How about Green Room?
1: Um, I mean, if he pulls a Dirty Dozen on that Nazi hangout, then.
3: Yeah, I feel like Lee Marvin would not <laughs> that, yeah. put up with uh, Nazis. No. All right, so we're going to come back
2: and tell you what you're, we're watching for the next podcast.
1: <laughs> Beautiful, printed, Nailed
2: it. I did, totally. That's a 10 out of 10.
1: <laughs> On our next podcast, I have The Pick and Nate, had uh, the pairing. Hello. And... I actually decided to choose my pick based on Steve's pick. So I've chosen Blue Ruin from the same director as Green Room, Jeremy Saulnier. And uh, uh, another one I'd seen. him have been waiting to get on the podcast for a while. Um, and uh, had anybody else seen this one before? Nope. No. no. So I'll be looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on that. And then uh, my theme was blue, just like Steve's was green. Yeah. Jeremy Solnir makes it easy for us. Uh, So Nate decided to scrape the bottom of the Canadian barrel.
0: (laughs) The deep, friendly barrel. Um, So I chose uh, Blue Monkey, which, uh, as Tom said, is a Canadian movie um, that no one has felt the need to redo the copyright on for some reason. And so (laughs) anyone listening to this, you can go watch it on YouTube.
1: Um, Even though the sound is not synced
0: even though the sound is not seen because no crazy well no one has decided to you know fix it and give it the uh, 4k blu-ray, blu-ray dis- Ray treatment, treatment.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know why um, feels like it's just the kind of movie that's itching for it <laughs> but um, so I, I just blew monkey I can't remember where I first heard about this but <laughs> as soon as as soon as Tom as soon as you said blue, that was the movie that snapped into mind so I just I, I, I went with it and we're gonna see what happens so you just blew a monkey uh, yeah. I just blew a monkey <laughs>
2: That's what you said, so I just blew a monkey. I just That's blew a totally monkey. totally what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. oh Sorry, God. I couldn't let that go.
0: That's all right, you hold tight to your dead goal. I was going to say, say go Yeah. <laughs> blew a monkey.
3: What's worse? Uh, <laughs> Let's play that game.
0: <laughs> Would you rather? That, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh,
3: um, uh,
1: I'm too sober for this. <laughs> so i'd seen part of blue monkey before when it was on the sci-fi channel back when the sci-fi channel was cool yeah yeah i'd seen part of this movie before so i knew what we were getting into
3: <laughs> it's
1: gonna be fun it's gonna be fun all right okay so join us next time
3: Into making a good movie, unless you're uh, M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) Right? You don't accidentally do that. Everybody's biases
1: are coming out. (laughs)
3: And you can, I think you can luck into making good. Did he skip out on a Comic Con panel too? No, he just. No, no. Do you remember the movies he made? I like (laughs)
2: him. (laughs) He
4: he made The Last Airbender, and Steve will never forgive him for that. Oh, I forgot. that That is a big black mark on his career. Yeah.
0: Steve would wait at a comic con for the Last Airbender just to just to yell at M Night
4: Shyamalan. Steve Steve would go to comic con and wait in line for an M Night Shyamalan thing just so he could spit in his face. Yeah. He'd still get arrested for it, but he'd do it. Oh, it'd be so.
1: No worth it. way would M Night Shyamalan go to a Last Airbender comic no, con because then. there would he be would a never make it out line alive. of people. No. Yeah. Oh, just Waiting. any
4: comic con at that point, I think Steve would go to and just wait in line to spit in his face. What the hell was that for? You know,
1: you know
3: what you're <laughs>
4: doing. Yeah, I do. I think you would know.
0: <laughs> I think he totally would.
4: Yeah.
3: And so Netflix is gonna is gonna fix it. So don't yeah, put, be
0: careful putting your hopes into things, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Be careful.
3: They've done good so far. So. All
0: right. Remember that time you waited for Patrick Stewart? <laughs>